Yo, yo, yo. Chucks and dogs. What's up, man? What's going on, D? What How up, are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Open up a little M&M per your request. I see you got your Ohio State shirt on again today. Hey, I'm not letting it go, man. You still think they can make a push in the, in the March Madness tournament? <laughs> it ain't over till it's <laughs> over, dude. It ain't over till it's over. Come on, man. All right. Hey, welcome in. We are at Joe's Pizza, joesonhiggins.com. Order up a za. Big show today, Dave. Big lineup. Ooh. Huge lineup. We are going to talk to John Halasek, head Loyola football coach, former Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Is that like the Marv Levy era? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love that yes. team. Dude. I love that he, team. He, just an awesome coach. I've watched uh, Loyola. Chicago guy, too. He's from uh, like Lamont. I think he's from Lamont, maybe? No, I mean Marv Levy. Oh, Marvely? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, just chime in whatever you yeah. – just chime in over there, Yurko. I'm still, I'm still back on Marvely. Oh, you're going to call you Yurko all, all right, show. There you go. Yeah, Yurko. <laughs> hey, as long as I'm not Sylvie. Right, yeah. I like be. Sylvie, though, but – He's cool. He's cool. He's, he's cool. cool. He's cool. Um, but, yeah, John Halasek, uh, head Lyola men's football coach, uh, like I said, former Buffalo Bill will be joining us, breaking down, you know, his philosophy on some football – like I said, we got a big show. We're going to talk some Bears. And then, uh, Bears. Uh, like I said, he played for the Bills. So Man. it's Wednesday night, yeah. guys. We're April 29th. Uh, like I said, chalks and dogs. Thanks again for listening. Um, lastly, we will go to Sammy Maniscalco at Sam Maniscalco, former Loyola. Uh, not Loyola. Jesus, oh, Eric. We're going to keep on. that on there. Former Bradley, Illinois basketball player. Get your um, facts straight, bro. I know I got Loyola in my head. Uh, he's our NBA analyst. He's gonna be breaking down the Bulls. What's uh, going on with that joke of a team? I don't even. Where do you start? I mean, they're tanking. I, I, at least they're not getting blown out, I guess. But these guys need to step up. You can't lose these games, like these, these close games in the playoffs, first round. Well, okay, game. What was it? Four when they should have. When they had 28 turnovers. Derrick Rose gets the ball. Thibodeau had a timeout at the end. I don't know if you whatever if you're watching it. Thibodeau had a timeout. He had his defensive team in there, got to stop, and didn't take the timeout and let them just run. I like doing that too, but at that time, if you have a timeout, Paul Gasol's on the bench. They had Heinrich in the game. Use the damn timeout. Just use the damn timeout. Get the other guys in. Yeah. He comes down the court, Derrick Rose, dribbles, 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 dribbles turnover, and then he got backdoor. He got backdoor to do it on the final play. Yeah. Backdoored. Like, oh, it, yeah. like it was one of those old school eighth grade plays. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Jay Kidd. It's embarrassing. Jay Kidd's, Jay Kidd's out coaching Thibodeau right now. And you know what? You, out coaching. You know that kid wants to throw on that uniform and get it done. Kid? Oh, yeah. yeah I think he's still me? got a little bit, I think he, he? he looks like he could go. He's a goer. Oh, yeah. I, so we're going to get in that with Sammy. But what's going on? What else is going how, on? How's, how's things with you? How about the Blackhawks getting it done? I know you don't like hockey. No, they got it done. They, they play tough. Yeah. They Crawford came in. Oh, let's blame the goalies again. Yeah, no. Let's blame the goalies every week, the, every game. The kid came back and got his job back. That's what he did. No, yeah, Crawford. He's the, He should be there. He should. T- he's gonna take him. He was their best goalie all year. Yeah, yeah. He, he brought he, him home down the stretch. Oh, and by the way, he's already won a Stanley Cup. By the way. Yeah. You know, though, with with him, it's high risk, high reward, right? He's all over the damn place. He can't stay in the crease. He's brutal. He goes behind that way too much. He stays way. He gets way out of line, and uh, sometimes you see, sometimes you pay for that. You know, sometimes you get like wide open net shots, and 
but a lot of the times he stands on his head. So you got to take the good with the bad, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm with you. I, I, Are you going to beat him four games out of seven? I don't think so. He had a rough couple games, you know. They're tough. No, the Hawks it's are a, tough. It's the playoffs, you know. So. The Wild, though, from what I've been reading, like I just read today in the paper. Oh, uh, they're no joke. Well, I was getting a little workout in. My back's feeling a little bit better, dude. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Anyways, so uh, reading about the Blackhawks. The Wild, well, they, t- they took them to six last year. Yeah, they're tough. And they play mo- mostly a defensive game is what I've been reading. Yeah, they do. They do. So it, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a good series. I mean, it's not a gimme by any means. No, I mean, I, I you got them, you got them advancing. Oh yeah, they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Don't get me wrong; it's just not gonna be easy. We got that pizza on that, right? Yeah, just sausage. Just sausage. Yeah, just just sausage, just, sausage yeah. just for you. Yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> just a nice little sausage pizza. I bet you do. Yep, love myself some sausage. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're gonna get into some football. Like I said, the Bears draft is tomorrow. My buddy's going. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He nice. texted me today, big day tomorrow. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, big night tonight for chalks and dogs. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the draft. I'm like, come on. Dude. What are you, you going to do at the draft if you're not getting drafted? You know what, though? It is pretty cool. You wouldn't go if you had tickets? I, what, what wouldn't do you, you want to do for the experience? What do you do there? Just watch guys pick other guys? I could do that I'm sure there, you drink. I'm sure there's booze. Yeah, I could drink at home. What Would you, you wouldn't go? I don't. You, all right, you know the top five guys. Who do you know after that? All right. Well, so are you more of a – would you – do you – here's a good question. Big games. Would you rather go to, an, to a sporting event or sit at home on the couch with your nice big screen and have the beer in the fridge or go to, go to the, the United Center? I'll go to the UC. Okay. But am I going to Soldier Field in January? I did that against the Bear – the worst. The Bear, Bear Packer game where they played at the last game of the year. Um, and the winner went to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers came back. I went to that game. Joe's Pizza on uh, Higgins. Joe's on Higgins.com. You're listening to Chalks and Dogs. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL um, from a coach's perspective. Um, get some philosophy on uh, just about football in general. We will want to welcome in John Halasek, varsity football coach at Loyola Academy. Hey, John, what's going on? How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. We're just uh, sitting here talking sports, two guys. So we wanted to, uh, you know, get your take on some uh, the, with the with the draft coming tomorrow. Um, we know you played for the Bills uh, in Illinois. Can you just give a little bit of an insight? I know you've been out, you know, the NFL, and you don't really follow it too much anymore. But what the college guys are going through, the difference between playing in college and going to that next level in the NFL. Can you give us the biggest difference that you that maybe you had to adjust to? Um, well, you think about in, uh, in college, you're, you're performing uh, at a level where the best, only the best move on to, to the professionals. And there's no real glaring weaknesses as far as, you know, body type, body, you know, structure, you know, the speed. Uh, the size, the strength is all very similar at the NFL level. Where in college, you find you know a guard that can't move his feet, some guy that you could you know you could snap him up and get rid of him very easily. That doesn't happen. Um, you have a lot of kids, guys in college that don't have great technique; they just get away with it. Or some guys that just um, 
you know, flat, you know, they show flashes, but they're not consistent. In the NFL, if you're not consistent, if you're not doing everything you can to to improve your techniques, then you're going to be gone. And uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of hijinks in the NFL. When, when there's a guy not giving his all and not giving his, ever, his effort, then he doesn't last very long. What do you think? Uh, like be, being a, a a player that was drafted, um, just during that day, not knowing where you're going. Um, how much, how much does that weigh in on these kids? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they're they're men, but it's it's still pretty young to be going through this. Um, yeah, yeah, and there was, you know, college athletes are catered to to the point where you don't generally have a you know grown up mentality because the last four or five years, um, you know, some guys three or two years, I, I guess, but uh, for the most part, they've been told what to do where to go and how to do it their entire lives. So they still don't have a lot of freedom. So it's you're, there's still an immature mentality, I think, uh, abound. Now, I'm not, not saying everyone is like that, but, yeah, there's, these, these guys are, are, are kids in some respects. And uh, it's very nerve, nerve-wracking going in this game you have, uh, or this day. You have an idea of who needs what position. Um, now obviously, I wasn't a, was a top pick, but... Uh, a lot of guys are rated ahead of what they'll get picked. Like, for instance, I was a third to fifth round pick, and I was picked in the fifth. I mean, that's what the projections were from my ability. But then you have questions with uh, injury grades that can knock you down, and then some guys have some character issues that will knock you down. Um, you, you know, you have some surprises like Shane McClellan. He had no idea he was going in the first round, and obviously that wasn't a great pick for the Bears. But, uh, um it's usually uh, guys think they're getting drafted a, a lot, you know, uh, earlier, and so there's that anticipation. In fact, I was picked uh, in the fifth round after the Bills already took a third round inside linebacker, so it was very surprising there. I went, I did not expect uh, to go to Buffalo where they already picked an inside linebacker. Oh, that, and that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, it, it, when it when it comes when it comes down to it. Do you, is it is it more are you more concerned to get picked higher so you, you you get a little bit more of a payday, or are you more concerned about getting on a team that 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 can utilize you and getting out on the field and playing? Um, well, yeah, that's a good question. I think the first five rounds you you want to get as high as possible just to get a better contract. Uh, the rookie contracts aren't where they really make the money. It's that check-in contract that everyone needs to get to to really make you know some. Uh, generational wealth, as they say. Um, but uh, the, the first couple of rounds, guys who know that they're good, they know they're going to be playing in the NFL, uh, they want the higher pick. And after that, sixth or seventh round in free agents, you want to get to the, the, the team that needs your position, that you have a, a good uh, chance to, to, to get in there and back up a, a, a veteran that's a little bit older, that might not have a, a, you know, the longevity that uh, some of the younger guys are. And so you're looking for spots. Where you you can succeed and make a team, um, but there's a dividing line around the fifth, sixth, sixth round where you know you, you you're going to have to screw up to be to be cut if you're the first four rounds. Fifth round is, is I mean, probably 60, 70 percent. And obviously you guys can look at those numbers, but uh, sixth and seventh round, a lot of guys are cut, a lot of guys are put on practice squads, but it's not a, a huge investment for teams to walk away from you. If you're not producing in the uh, in a very short preseason and a very very short window, 
said, you need to show your skills. Awesome. Thanks, John. That's a, that's a really good points, man. Um, being drafted by the Bills and playing for Marv Levy, um, you know, I'm looking at something right now. As of midseason 2014 at Loyola, you won over 80% of your games. That's ridiculous. I, you know, I've, I've been out there, and I, you're probably one of the best high school coaches in Illinois. I think definitely top two. Um, I think you're the top guy, but – do you, did you get? Did you get? Well, did you get any? You. Did you get anything from Marv Levy? The way you coach now, um, how was it playing for him? And what do you do to, you know, your philosophy? Did you get anything from him? Um, well, thank you. It's obviously very subjective uh, when you think about coaching and the, the things that go into it. There's so many influences you have as a person. You really can't say, okay, I got this from Marv. I got this from Wade, but. Um, Marv was the professional, and he, he said one thing that uh, that always um, always always uh, uh, stood out to me: um, winning, knowing how to win, knowing what to do to win is easy, but actually doing it is not. You know, there's a difference between knowing what to do and the practice that it takes, and the amount of time it takes, and, and those little tiny things that make a difference that build. And if you don't put in that those efforts, you have no chance. And so that thing, uh, that I think, um, that really rang with me because we're at practice. You know, we don't do we don't do an overwhelming a lot. You know, we barely hit the practice, but we're moving full speed. We try to you know move move fast, but do a lot of drills and a lot of videotape. And I think we tape everything. What I I got from the NFL is my your technique will improve, and you're not going to see everything as a coach on the field moving full speed, but when you slow things down on video, you then see everything. And if you can point out your kids and if they they are turned into coaches on the field and they know exactly what you're calling, why you're calling it, and what the difference is, where the weaknesses are, where the strong parts are, and then you see their, their technique on film, and I think that's where we got better. We watch a ton of film. We do a lot of things um, off the field. And I think that that eliminates our mental mistakes. And if you can eliminate your mental mistakes and just let the, the kids play, uh, you're, you could beat some teams that are that are more physical or faster or uh, you know uh, better athletes because you're playing 11 people and you, you know your strengths and weaknesses. So that's where I think we jumped as as a program. Just the technology that's uh, involved uh, with high school football now it's it's amazing it's better than what i had uh in the pros i don't you know you don't have to go in and watch beta tapes anymore and get the cut-ups uh you know from the uh the closet full of cut-ups which is what i did um, back in the day you just go to your internet and uh it's a long time for coaches because uh you have to categorize everything and 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 splice it you know you don't have to splice anything but you're you're dividing every single play up or formation and and routes and defenses and, and uh, blitzes, so uh, line protection. So if you if you do your work and you're um, you're you're putting the time in, you should you should put yourself ahead. And then um, at that level, you know, I had that's that's funny that you say that too, because I had a coach tell me in high school like, good footwork, good technique beats you know speed and strength most of the time. Um, what what can you tell, or maybe some advice to like the dads out there whose kids are playing or whatever, kids, high school kids listening, um, that are maybe like bubble players that don't have all the talent, but 
Um, you know, stuff like what's important trying to make a team? Is it the off-season workouts, getting those in, um, and just being in, in the weight room in the off-season? Well, well, I think you, you have to maximize your physical talents by one diet, which high school kids don't think about. Get the fat off of you and train, train hard. Do everything you can physically. And if you're doing everything you can physically, then you let's do everything you can mentally. And that's trusting your coach, working with the professionals, making sure that you're putting yourself in the position to win because you know what your opponent's doing and what your, your coach wants you to do and, and, and those things. What I, I just told the uh, University of Illinois uh, football team when I was uh, the honorary spring captain a couple of Saturdays ago, I didn't play in the NFL because I was bigger and faster, but... I would place my body in a situation. I was quick enough to get to read something and diagnose something where I could place myself into a position where I can send off a blocker and know what the differences are and where this, their options are and what the running back's going to do and the, difference, uh, the differences in certain types of blocks. Once you understand those little things, then the game slows down, and you can put yourself in position to beat more athletic, bigger, stronger, faster guys. So it's a combination. Do everything you can physically, and that's, you know, in high school, most guys work hard, but they have no idea what, what their diet can, can do for them, the change, the, the amount of protein they should take in the morning. Now, I'm not talking about supplements or cheating and steroids, because that's something I've never condoned and never thought about. Um, and, and frankly, in Buffalo, some of the best athletes didn't have the greatest-looking bodies, Thurman Thomas and, and Jim Kelly and Bruce, uh, Bruce uh, Smith, Hall of Famers, all of them. And uh, and they weren't, like, crazy athletic. They just knew how to play the game. I mean, I should say, they, shouldn't, they didn't were crazy strong weightling guys. They were extremely athletic. But uh, they certainly knew how to play the game well. Very, very well-schooled and great instincts. That's awesome advice, yeah, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um <laughs> John, we're going to let you go with this one. I know you don't follow the NFL too much, uh, but the, with the Bears, for moving, I know you're a defensive guy, so going from a 4-3 to a 3-4, how tough is that? Is You know, Vic Fangio's coming in. Um, he's going to have a ton of new guys. What's what's the plan going to look like for this year? Is there, you know, is it, is it just too tough to, to even look look ahead? Um. I don't know if the adjustments can be very. If it's going to be extremely hard because they're a base three-four, where uh, they need that stud, huge nose tackle like Ted Washington was, mm-hmm. um, or they can cheat with the three-four. That's more like an under defense, and they can stand a, a guy up. So they only really need like that one stud, uh, big outside linebacker that can rush the passer, um, like the guy from. Uh, uh, San Diego had uh, Sean Merriam. Merriam was a was a that prototype, that stud, huge outside linebacker that can rush the passer real well. If they get one of those, then you can you can fudge and you can do one gap stuff, um, or you, you get to Ted Washington and you, you put him over the center and knock the crap out of him and see uh, how that that goes. But uh, if you don't have corners. It doesn't matter, um, and obviously they need corner help. Uh, the safeties weren't their, their strong point, and I don't, I don't really follow the free agent acquisitions they had in the offseason, but uh, it looks like they need a ton of work on defense. Um, so, it, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be a, a, a huge transition, uh, two years or three years, 
what I do know is that if you get a couple, couple shutdown corners, uh, you can play defense with anybody. I mean, you can you can shut any offense down. So it, it really let's let's see what they do here and and the uh, the progress of Fuller and these other guys that are young. It showed something, uh, but right now you know there's no real standout you know you know anywhere on that defense besides uh, um, actually I I can't even think of any like who's the Pro Bowl player on defense we have. Yeah, I don't. Jared uh, Allen, maybe a couple years ago. Kyle, I mean Kyle yeah, Fuller. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So I mean, he might he might transition to a three-four outside linebacker perfectly well. But I know after thirty, my body was shutting down. So um, that, that's one of those things that uh, you never want to be over thirty in the NFL, and you certainly don't want to build a, a defense around anyone you know getting up to that 32, 33 uh, years years age. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Bears, but. Um, Usually, there's there's one or two absolute studs that can dominate their positions uh, on any defense, and if the Bears don't have anyone that can dominate, then it's going to be a long year. John, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, we appreciate you. it. Uh, no John, problem. John Holasek, former or former Buffalo Bill, current Loyola head coach. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right, take care, guys. All right, bye. bye. So I was at the the Bears Packers game. It was fucking cold as hell, dude. And they lost on top of it. So, yeah, I would have rather been in my living room. Yeah, I, I don't know how people do that. I went to, like, a Green Bay game. I mean, don't keep me wrong. Like I, years, had a, I had a no, blast. I'm sure. You know, but. And, and, like, I don't, I don't drink anymore. Right. So when I was at the game, I mean, it's cool. The atmosphere is awesome. Dude, I was freezing just sitting there. Like, I'd rather be at home. Yeah. Like, just, like grabbing some pizza from Joe's. Right. And, and you know, and, and hanging out and, I don't know, not, not being at the game. But we, you know, you know what we got to do real quick. What's that? We got to uh, bring up our new sponsor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first let's bring up the old one. Joe's. Yeah, Joe's. Joe's ain't this old. Is, Joe's, we're powered by Joe's. I know. Joe's Pizza. Well, let's not forget about that. We're not forgetting about right. Frankie over at Joe's. Right. He makes the best za on the northwest side. You kidding me? Of course. Anyways, so we're at Joe's Pizza. You listen to Chalks and Dogs. Uh, but yeah, we got We want a uh, big announcement. We have a new sponsor, Scores Pizza. Harwood Heights. Harwood Heights, just outside of the city. Um, good food. Great, 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 great spot to watch a game. Uh, I've been there. <laughs> it's a good time, dude. When, yeah. have you, when have you not had a good time with Scores? Yeah, so, you know, if you want to just they – have, they have the UFC fights all the time. I'm sure they're gonna have Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah, that, they're gonna a, have they're gonna have Pacquiao that's Mayweather. That's the question. Who in the neighborhood is showing Pacquiao Mayweather? This is scores will be shown. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Because it's like an eighty dollars scores pizza and grill, Harwood Heights. I believe they they will be showing the Pacquiao fight. Uh, but yeah, we got a big announcement. They're gonna be sponsoring the show. We'll be out there between Joe's and Scores. We'll be doing you know some shows out there and over at Joe's. So uh, give them uh, give them a ring. Give Joe's a ring. You know, if you're feeling whatever, give them a call. Grab some pizza from Joe's. Yeah. You, you, Grab some chicken from, chicken wings from uh You come here, you, ha- you have dinner. When when Frankie closes up, you shoot over to Scores. And get your drink on. Ha- yeah, ha- have a couple cocktails. You can check it out. It's Scores, S-K-O-R-E-S. Sports bar and sportsbargrill.com. Yeah. Scores sportsbargrill.com. That's you got not, it. That's not easy to say. 
but another place that, that's just very supportive of us. Very cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mike. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. We got that locked down. So we'll be doing some shows over there. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you, so with the draft coming tomorrow, did you hear Cutler speak yesterday? That guy is <laughs> – oh, my God. He's, he's – He spoke yesterday, and every he was time. like <laughs> – they asked him and we before you know we came on you know we like to just chit chat and he's such i don't even know he's got like a new haircut too it's like a i don't even everything just bothers me about him yeah he there's guys that like him like say like well they didn't have anything till he came what has he done that's been so good for the bears though well he hasn't done anything yet but it'll, it hasn't been that long. It's only been like six years. Six years. <laughs> six years with this goof. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't know. Um, he better – this year, though, he he better show something. Because they have to draft a quarterback. I'm not saying the first round, but they got to get a quarterback in the second, third, fourth round and just hold, you know, lightning in a bottle type – they need. They, there's so many holes, and this is coming from kind of a chubby guy that that doesn't have much athletic talent. But Dude, you got athletic talent. There's there's so many can I get holes. A, can I get a hula hoop out here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you want to see hoop? that? Uh, you got a hula hoop here, Frank? You don't want to no? see that. I'm right. sure they got one somewhere. But no, it, the team has so many holes. I don't think I'd be disappointed with any pick at this point. At at, at seven? No, I don't. I mean, wh- who would they pick? And you'd be like, oh, that was the they wrong. They definitely got to get a guy though. At seven, that is going to be producing right off the bat. The, the t- top ten pick. I don't have my hopes up because they, they've never drafted well. Now there's it, Ryan there's Pace a, now. Yeah, we they, got new regime in. Him and Foxy. We had a new regime when the, when the last regime was Those guys was in. were goofs, dude. Those guys looked like they came out of the science lab. Oh, no. They were from Tampa. Trustman. They were from Tampa, those, those Super Bowl Tampa teams. Remember that? That was before. Yeah, but I mean, still, who do you have? I, yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm totally with you, but like Trustman and. and uh, oh, that guy's. Emery? Yeah, Emery. Yeah, that's true. Like, they literally came out of, like, your anatomy class or your biology class. I don't know, man. It was, like, man. your teacher. I mean, they made some big moves that everybody was excited about. When they got Peppers, that was a big move. Peppers is doing things in Green Bay right now. I know. He did dick in Chicago. That's all there is to it. I know. He didn't play that well. He didn't. The, the Bears need, though, they, at, at that seven pick, you got to get – if Amari Cooper's there and – He's there. If he's there, you got to go after him, the yeah. wide receiver Yeah. from uh, Alabama. I said Oklahoma on one of the last podcasts, and my buddy Brian goes like, hey, text him. He's like, dude, he's not from Oklahoma. He's from Alabama. Oh, it's the right. same thing, made, I'm pretty sure. You made a mistake, when right, B-Dub? When you're in Chicago, Oklahoma, Alabama, all that stuff's the same. Yeah. Arkansas. But, hey, Mari Cooper's the real deal. Yeah. This guy's a beast. Yeah. So you slide him next to Jeffrey? They need another wide receiver. They got Eddie Royal. Yeah, remember when they had Brandon Marshall? He threw to him. Marcus Wilson's okay. He's not a top, He's not a number two. So you're telling me Brandon Marshall Frankie's not being there? Frankie's chiming in next to me. <laughs> you think Brandon Marshall not being there, Jay Cutler's going to throw it? He threw to him the, every time. You think he's going to spread the ball around all of a sudden? No, because he looks <laughs> to one side of the field. When he stops looking, the, when he doesn't look to one side of the field, he goes his, through his progressions, he's even worse. Yeah. He's, they got to basically tell him, okay, this is where you're going to be throwing. Well, first off, he's not going to be – Fox and Gase are smart, which if you look at Fox's track record and Gase's track record, Fox from in Carolina and Denver, they run the ball 25, 30, 35 times a game. Yeah. So, and Gase ran the crap out of the ball last year in Denver. So I'm hoping 
you know, Cutler throws maybe 25 to 28 times a game, and you run the ball 30 to 35. They got Jaquise Rogers from uh, Atlanta coming in. He was a stud at Atlanta. All right. You got Forte, who won't even come pick up his Piccolo award. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't even come. He was getting a, a huge award, and now he's pissed off about it, a contract extension. Anyway, so you got Forte and Jaquise Rogers. Is he playing games? Yeah. 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 So who knows what's game, but – uh, to, in order to win games with with Cutler, you almost have to let just let him throw like only twenty five. They were let, they were they were Tressman wanted him to throw forty times a game. That's ridiculous. With him, no, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not. I could just keep going. I don't know who started the conversation. This has been years ago now, but whoever said it first is absolutely right. He's Jeff George. Yeah, he's, a, he's just a gunslinger. Yeah. I mean, but he's not without even, without being accurate. He hasn't won anything. None. But nothing. you look at him and you think he's freaking. You think he was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like if you had Aaron Rodgers and Jay Cutler sitting next to each other, you didn't know who was who, and you said, "All right, this guy's got you know all these yards, you know Super Bowl, whatever." Rodgers is in a different world. You're gonna say, "Oh, it's Jay Cutler," because he just looks like a guy that's won something and he hasn't won anything. Nothing. Not even one thing. But you don't like Cavalry, right? I don't like her. There's something about She's her. She's not dude. for me, dude. There's something about her. No, no, I'm not. I don't get it. I don't. I don't see it. I know. I always have to bring her up though when when he's around. She looks like you know. She, Is she too skinny for you? No, 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 no. I I don't mind that. It's just she she doesn't. Did you watch the hills? Who? She she could be. I could see a hundred of her at Woodfield Mall tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I the mean? The typical just... She doesn't stand out. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, I guess. You're right. You know what yeah. I mean? To me, anyway. That's just me. I'm not saying that... No. No. She's ugly. I'm not saying that, but she just doesn't like... She doesn't do it for you? She doesn't come on, come come into... Will she give you... If she walks by, will you give a second look? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going, you're going to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. But she's not one of your top celebrity... I wouldn't say like she's in the top 20 even. Wow. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Aniston in there? Oh, Jennifer Aniston's in everybody's top twenty. Come on, dude. <laughs> she is Come right. Ah, oh, that's so funny. Angelina I like how Jolie, we did, not so Jolie, much. No, 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 no. Oh man, <laughs> what I would? Oh, you have no idea. No, she's uh, whatever. I, I'm a big. You know who I'm a big. We'll get back on track, but man, I look. Kate Hudson. Something about Kate Hudson, and her like, I don't know, her round booty. Kate Hudson. Yeah. What, what could possibly? I don't know. Just a round <laughs> booty, blonde hair, round booty. That's about it. Let's get back on track. Hey, real quick, um, before we get to some other guests, I got some Wait, dirt. I, I want to talk more about Kate Hudson, man. All right, bring it. What do you got? Ooh. All right, tell me more about Kate Hudson. She's got that juicy white booty. I'm a I'm an ass guy. I'm a butt guy. I'm gonna get you in trouble. You gotta you gotta. You're not gonna get me in trouble. My wife my my wife better be listening. She better be subscribing. Um. All right. Sorry about that. I had to yeah, that. it's all fine. Right, so, all right. Back to sports. So, so so okay. So before we let's let's knock out. Okay, Pacquiao Mayweather. Who you got? I'm gonna go with Pacquiao, dude. I, all right. What are the? Do you know the odds on him? You, I was looking at it earlier. I can't do, remember. Do you remember? I think uh, Mayweather pa- Mayweather's favorite. We are called chalks and dogs. Yeah, so so I think. I believe Pacquiao is still plus maybe 160. So every 100 will get you 160. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of money flowing that way. 
this, this oh, but I, no it was the, the public's not, the yeah. public swayed toward I, I just I read it, it was they were swaying towards Pacquiao well yeah because I mean the plus money yeah. everybody the guys who just normally don't it, bet then they see the plus money they're not going to bet a favorite here's the deal if Mayweather doesn't knock him out and it goes the distance they're going to give it to Pacquiao because they're going to get that rematch yeah. and get that money again. I agree with you. I, if I had a place to bet, though, I'd go Mayweather. If I, I, I don't think I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to bet. But that, this Saturday, you got that, that, and you got the Kentucky Derby. This is a huge – Vegas is going to be uh, imploding this yes. weekend. So, with the Derby on yeah. Saturday, I was given three horses from a buddy of mine who is a very, very good handicapper. Yeah? Very good. Is no it a mutter? Is it a mutter? He, he's he's very good. Yeah. He's a good hat capper. I like it. Okay? So we're going to go. We're going to give you three. All right. This Saturday for the Derby, American Pharaoh loves him. Top, top horse. American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh, all right, everybody? He believes this dude is a beast. All right? We're going to go with Frosted, the next horse, Frosted. Last but not least, I don't know how to pronounce this, Moob Taj? M-U-B-T-A-J-J-H is the last horse. M-U-B-T-A-J-J-H. Mubtaj. So if you want to play a try, those are your three horses. If you're going to play one to win, um, he told me, American Pharaoh, Frosted might get him, but this guy's a great capper. So there's your three derby picks from Chalks and Dogs. Go get it. Go get that money. That, that, that It's always good to get a horse. You know I'm the kind of guy that even if I hear somebody say a horse's name, then I gotta I gotta throw something on it. Just oh yeah, I'm th- I'm, right? I'm throwing on the Derby. Yeah, you have I to. always do. I, those to. are my three. I'm throwing down. Now the real question is: is looking past the Derby, is there a triple crown contender this year? He said he told me American Pharaoh can be. Yeah, that's how big of a beast he is. Really? Yes, beast of a horse. I sh- I, I could look that up the text, but this text is gonna be a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, those are your derby picks, all right? American Pharaoh, Frosted, Moobtage from Chalks and Dogs. Go get it Saturday, fellas. Go get those money. Put it in that pocket. Thank you. Girlfriend out. Your wife. <laughs> the Bears, dude, there's a lot of work to be done with the Bears. Yeah. Uh, this, any way you put this draft tomorrow, there's, they got to get, they, Dave, they have to get this right. They have to get this pick right. There's no, there's no other way around it. Well, this this can't be a five year plan. John Fox is no spring chicken. No, I mean color. color yeah, color's only gonna stay for what? And I'm hoping a year, and he's gone. I don't. You know what? He's a dick, but I I like him. I, I'll just say you, that. Would, I know would, I like to talk would, shit about him with everybody, but I I think it, I I like I like Jake. I think you can win with him, but I think he just. He got to get somebody he respects in there, you know. He, he came in during the Lovey era. He wasn't Lovey's guy. Um, you know. Then you get Tressman. Him and Tressman didn't click. Um, I th- I don't know. They played. They he played really well that first year on the. I mean, that offense he was did. on fire. You know. And the defense, you're losing games 42-41. That's another thing. Their defense under Cutler has been so fucking yeah, so, bad. I mean, you know, he, the offensive line was brutal. He was getting murdered out there week in and week out. You know, I, I can't blame him if, if he has a, you know, I don't give a shit attitude, really. You know, get your, get your butt kicked and get sacked five times a game for 16 weeks by 
they got 300 so, pound yeah. animals. They got so many holes. I mean, yeah. where do you where do you go? Do you go defense? Do you go offense? I think you got to go defense. Just, just the best, or do you go best player available on the board? I that pay, that pace said that. He no, goes. Yeah. He goes. He goes. Best player. It doesn't matter who's out there. What he needs. What the needs are. Because he said he made a mistake. With the, the Saints made a mistake with an organization when they went for what they needed and they didn't get a, their best player on their board. And the guy would turn out to be. I forgot who it was. Turned out to be an absolute stud. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. I think it, when who's you're that, that high up, you got to go best available who, when you have this many, on your on your board. And yeah. you got so many holes. Yeah. You have to. They got to get this right this time. Yeah. They have to get this right. All right, so let's get into oh, yeah. let's get into the Bulls, dude. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is huge. How do we not talk about this? The White Sox and Baltimore. White Sox Orioles without fans. With no fans. Did you hear? Did you see Hawks comments today? No. He said. I wanted to listen to that game he, so bad, and, and they were down six nothing going in the second inning, though. Yeah. Samarja kind of. The crowd got. Yeah, to that him. whole incident with uh, Ventura from the Kansas City Royals. It was just well, – anyways, so, so Margit had that incident, didn't pitch, and they had a couple days off. Now he pitched today and he got – kind of get lit up. But uh, Hawk was like – if they imagine if someone hit one out and the way Hawk does his call mm-hmm. and there's no one in the stands. He says he, he feeds off the emotion from the fans. <laughs> oh, no. So imagine if there's no one there and he, and he gives one, put it on the board, and there's like no one there. You, th- those players have to hear that, you right? You can put it on the board. Yes. I know. <laughs> or if they're down, hey, imagine if they're down because he doesn't talk when yeah. they're down. Yeah. So Stoney's just talking. Imagine that silence in that place. I wonder if they'd go through the whole routine, you know, like you know, like they do at like the Sox games. You know, they got the whole pregame video board, and then they're playing this. At every at every every pregame, do they go through that, or it's like, all right, you guys go out there. They, they uh, I saw, I saw. So I was on my way to work, and I was uh, heard. Uh, one of the guys from CSN talking okay. about he was at the game and he said it was the weirdest thing. He th- they thought it was going to be like a spring training type right. feel. And he goes, it wasn't. It was almost like a little league. Where, where you just, you didn't, you didn't hear. Little you, league. You, yeah, you almost had to like pump in music. Little league, come on. No. Yeah, I know, the, I know. The, the but way yeah. the atmosphere was, yeah. not the players. No, I know that. But I mean, that's just. Just imagine being out there with nothing. Just dude. nothing but like the parents. Nothing. Yeah. There was no one. There was, all there was, there was scouts. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like the worst game to, to, to scout, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, they they played it. It was a high-scoring game today. They're so inconsistent. You know, that, You're a fan, so what, what's, yeah. they're, they're so inconsistent, right? I'm all in on they the win. Hawks. I'm not in yet in baseball. You know, I, no? I, sh- I, should be, I should be more in, but I'm going to be honest. I'm not all in. From what I'm reading on, like, the box scores and stuff, it's just the same thing that it's been for the last couple of years. You, you, it's so just inconsistent. In, you can't. You got to stack wins, dude. You got to stack wins. You can't lose. You, you, you got to win series. This. You, yeah, you got to win. You got to. That's it. That's the name of the win game. Win two out of three. Win two out of three. Win two out of three. Win yeah. two out of three. Next thing you know, after you're winning two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, two out of three. It adds up. Huge. Yeah, it adds Even up. if it's, you know, win one, lose one, win one, you win in series. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's all it is. Well, let's flip to the north side. How about that? Can we get that? I haven't well, been watching it at all. You know, give me, give me a little of that, a little of that flavor you got going on over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm drinking that Kool-Aid right now. Of course you are. Drinking it hard. Chris Bryant, Edison Russell. Yeah, of course, of course. Why? What's wrong with drinking a little of the Kool-Aid from the north side? Well, come on. Four-game win streak. I wonder what they're doing tonight. No, they're 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 getting some timely hitting too. Two outs. Russell had a double yesterday with two outs. Bryant came up with a uh, a single with two outs yesterday. Their young guys are. 
playing out of their minds right now. But we had a conversation to... Remember that uh, guy? <laughs> they got to bring him back. I'm Gary so sick. Back from the dead? I'm so, no, I'm, no, I'm so sick of the, the celebrity seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Put him on the big board. They got the big board now. Put him on. There you just, go. Just gra- oh, yeah, there you go. You just do, do it every, yeah. every game. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool, right? Yeah. I love this. This is why I never live in Wrigley, especially when they're having a good year. You got to listen to this crap. Every time they win a game, they're pumping this through the neighborhood. Watching all the hot tail walk down. If this was about any other team, you would have been making fun of this from day one. If this is a Cardinals song, you're... you're Yeah, I'm probably over Adam Wainwright got hurt, too. From the Cardinals yeah. tore his Achilles. That's sad. You know what? It I is, mean, that's bad. You never want to see that. But hey, he's in the Cubs division. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Madden, great manager. You got to give it to him, don't you? You knew that going in that what you were getting with him. I mean, he's, he's just tough. Old, he's old school. He's tough. He, you know, he didn't even have the talent in uh in in Tampa, and then, you know, he just he. He, 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 he did, I guess, have a ta- little talent in Tampa. Little, yeah, yeah. He Longoria, yeah. he had the Upton. Yeah. But well, he didn't have, like, the, he didn't have the payroll. Right. Where now you're coming here, and actually Lester, as we were talking about earlier, Epstein, his track record getting the free agents signings, is kind, it's kind of fluky. He's, he's, he's off, but, you know, getting down and dirty in, in the minors and drafting and player development, he's nasty, dude. Here's the thing, even even Madden hates this song. Why you, you keep th- bring- you think he likes I'm trying it? To, I'm trying no, to talk sorry. about the Cubs, and you keep bringing I up. I can't this let it go. Song, it's dude. horrible. It's horrible. It's Get the worst thing in Chicago. What do you got? Go go White Sox. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. It's garbage. No, they, they're solid, dude. You know what? Madden Madden's a guy that's. They're going to be 500 this year. I told what? you that. Remember the first. Remember, said, remember our first show. You you said that, that he gets 10 wins just for being in the in the yeah. dugout. I think he get more. You might get. They 15. say though, even all the I know who the experts, but they say 10 to 12 wins. It's huge You'll in baseball. You get that at least, dude. Huge. So that if is you get a huge swing. I mean, if they, even if they go 81 and 81 this year, okay. So all the all the kids got their their experience, and then next year maybe you'll get up to 90. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. You know, and then next year, you know, you have extra money. Maybe go after a a, a price. Yeah, but you get up to ninety now. Now all of a sudden, guys want to come play with you. Yeah. That's 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 what I've been hearing. A lot of people want to come play for Madden. Yeah. They say, they say it's just a different feel. Like like uh, Sammy and Candela from Diamond Instincts that we had on last week uh, played at Indiana. He even said, watching Castro play this year. Yeah. I mean, he's he the guy. He's got. He was he had 200 hits in his first year. He just took the smile on his face and him playing defense and Anthony Rizzo. No one's even talking about anything. Anthony Rizzo is a top five first baseman. He was a first baseman in the National League. Yeah. He's maybe top two, three. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt from Arizona and then Rizzo. Vado's still there, but Rizzo's no one's even talking about him. You know, and they're they're, they're they went about it. They. They basically tanked, though, for four years. Yeah. Or three years, right? And they came in and they told you they were going to tank for three years. (laughs) Screw it. They said, screw it, we're tanking. So, you know, looking, um, it's awesome, dude. I like, I mean, I want the Sox to do good, though. So we can start watching 
for the last three years, it's been it's sucked. I, you can't even watch games. No, it's tough. You know what? The one thing that's funny though, and and it's been talked about on other shows, but Sox fans do not go to games unless that team is winning. They're not going to go watch a dud. Good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, you know, that's where you have the atmosphere with Wrigley and everything. But I just think it's because Sox fans aren't going to throw their money away at a shit team. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm totally with you. I love that place and, and to I watch think, games. I, think, I love it. I think more fans should do that. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. I think if I they think suck, the, don't go. I think the that was happening with the Bears. Yeah. At the end of the year, you saw fans weren't going. Oh, you couldn't give away Bears tickets. I don't. No one wanted to go last year. No. I no. know. So yeah, I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. The, the only problem with that then is there's they don't that doesn't help out the payroll then they start blacking then they start blacking out games but it doesn't help the payroll then either no, no. you know like the Sox need fans to go out and get th- but these that, that te- you know guy. what but these teams have money come on oh ton yeah you know what i mean you got you got tv contracts um you, you got marketing you got merchandise i mean these teams have money some teams just don't spend it and they don't spend it on the right people look at rocky words he he said when when Rocky took over that team, they were getting like thirty five hundred people through the turnstiles at the UC, thirty five hundred people. They said they, they they were they were they were billing it as like ten thousand people at the game, but really they were getting thirty five hundred through the turnstile. He made one hire, John McDonough, <laughs> and, and now look at him. I mean that's that's within a two three year. Yeah, McDonough's McDonough. And it's just what the Cubs are doing on the north side. You got to get that one guy in. To make it happen, to get the right people in place. Nah, that's easier said than done. But yeah, the Blackhawks, McDonough's a, a, like a mastermind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mark, you I mean he's just the way he goes about his the business that he does. He he came from the Cubs. I'm not saying, but he guy, man, that was an unbelievable hire for. But the But he was doing good for the Cubs when he was there. Though. Yeah. Oh, you big time. And he's an Edison Park guy. I know. You know. That's crazy. I think. Is it? Did he go to Notre Dame? Yeah. I think with Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But uh, it's all about getting the right people in the front office. I mean, you can do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, that's that's the, that's the key, getting the right people in there. Yeah. No, yeah. It's for any organization. Theo Epstein. He came in. Huge, dude. He told you from the get-go, it's a five-year plan, baby. Don't, don't expect anything right now. <laughs> We're going to welcome in our uh, NBA analyst, Sammy Maniscalco. Sammy, how's it going tonight, man? How you been? What's going on, fellas? How we doing? You doing all right. We were talking some Bears, some uh, Hawks, some Cubs, some Sox. We were, all, we're all over the joint today. We got some Kentucky Derby picks that I gave out. We were, Pe- we were talking uh, top ten celebrity girls. Hey, yeah, Sammy, real quick before we get into some NBA. Uh, is Aniston in your top 20, Jennifer Aniston? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's top five, probably. Top five? Okay, who, can, you, can, you, can you give us top two? Off your top of your uh, head? My two? Top, I mean, top uh, two. Anybody, it's so hard to narrow it down, but Eddie, the two that are up there are, are Jessica Alba and Halle Berry. Those are two oh wins. Those God. are two wins right Nasty, there. Nasty, right? Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I like Kate Hudson. He was giving me dirty looks. Yeah, no, okay. she, I don't want to put her in the top five. No, no? no. Okay. I'm sure everybody's different. I mean, it depends yeah. on what you style. Yeah, I know. 
That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get. Let's get. Well, let's. Anderson's top twenty. Though I don't know where that conversation came up. She should be in conversation for top five. Yeah. Top three, maybe. Yeah. I'm with you. Top three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She Who's is saying top twenty on Aniston. That's unbelievable. I, I I put her in my top twenty. Yeah, but then you'd have to name nineteen girls ahead of her. It'd be just, tough. Just watch where watch where the Millers. I know. Yeah. I know. Did you see top that? Three. Yeah. I know. I saw that, that movie's on HBO all the time. Where the Millers on all the time though. That's funny. All right, Sam. Let's uh let's get into this. I'm watching that game the other night, right? Okay, so you played at a higher level than me. Way higher level. He still plays at a higher level than you. (laughs) Something. No, he does. So I'm watching it, and I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching it. And the Bucs on defense, on their transition D, they're just putting two guys in the lane. Okay, Okay, so then Rose comes down, has to set up the O, and it just looks so stagnant. Is Tibbs going to do anything to make any adjustment? I've been saying this for years. I don't think he ever adjusts. I think he just is in his rock head head. We're going to do this. 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 Do you, what's going on? What do you see? You said Thibodeau or Rose? Thibodeau. Like, okay, Rose comes down and... Yeah, I mean, Tibbs... Doesn't, Tibbs, he, have to, doesn't he have to adjust? Forte is his defense, you know? And I guess if, if you want to throw a knock on him. I think it's two knocks, uh, if you want to call them knocks, uh, over the last, you know, five years with the Bulls. As a head coach, is his first thing being he played his guys too many minutes in the regular season, you know. I think that's the biggest knock, and that's really part of the reason, if not all the reason, why you, see, you hear talks about him not being the Bulls coach next year. The other thing I think is is what you alluded to, is, is their offense gets stagnant at times, and their offense gets stagnant not only in regular season, but in, in deep in playoff series, too. And um, it's not an easy thing to do, um, and especially when you have so many good pieces. Sometimes the best thing to do is just let them play. Um, but their, their offense obviously is stagnant. But you got to give some credit to, to Milwaukee's defense, because I think you know, Milwaukee's not a great team, but I think two things they do is they play extremely hard and they're really physical, and, and that can help you defensively. You know, defense is 50% about positioning and, and technique and scheme and whatever you want to call it, but the other fifty percent is effort and and you know your physicality and that sort of thing. So uh, Milwaukee's definitely making difficult on them, but their offense clearly is that for sure, no doubt about it. All right, real quick, when you talked about the minutes thing, so Rose played. He had three surgeries in the last three years, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And then he played four games after his meniscus tear. Five maybe the one he didn't even I'm come. Not even sure. Yeah, he, yeah, didn't, even, he, like he didn't even come back for the second half of that game, that one game, the last game. So then he just played 42 minutes. Derek, what you're gonna get out of Derek Rose for 42 minutes after all this said and done? He's not gonna he's not gonna play defense and offense for 42 minutes. Do you, where, where was where was Brooks? Don't you have to change uh, it up I, I a little bit? I mean, that's, that's a tough spot because I think Brooks is such a liability defensively okay. that you can't play him and you know, down the stretch of games. Yeah, he can score. He can put the ball in the basket. But, I mean, he, if you watch closely, when he's on the floor, other teams constantly, um, they pick on him. They put him in the post. They take him off the dribble. Um, he gets abused defensively. He can score, like I said, but. And the thing with Rose is, I mean, not too many guys can defend and score at a high level for 42 minutes. I mean, the guys that do that are your LeBrons, you know, your Durants, your 
your Kobe's of the you know past six seven years. Those bigger six six to six nine six ten guys um, that can shoulder that kind of beating, um, you know, with that athleticism and and that size and that strength and that power those guys got. Um, it's easier for those guys to to play both sides of the ball and be effective and consistent at it than it is for the point guards like guy like Rose six two six three. Um, it's tough, and especially going against the other point guards you're, you're playing against on a nightly basis. Um, it, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a guy that can do it, I think, because, like I said, he's 6'7". He's got strength. He can go inside, come outside. Um, a guy like Rose, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch next series, you know, if, if the Bulls get past the Bucks, you know, to see him up against Kyrie. I think, you know, both of those guys, I don't think either of them could guard each other because I think they're just both that talented offensively and they're so darn athletic. Um, but I think one thing to watch is, you know, Rose has never really had to guard in a playoff series and go out and try to score 20 points. So yeah. it'll be interesting to, to see how that unfolds in that series. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I find it funny. Last week we're sitting here talking Bulls-Cavs. We're up, you know, the, the Bulls are up 3-1 in the series. Now all of a sudden we're not even sure they're going to make it out of this series. Um, it seems to be gut check time. Who do we need to see step up a little bit, and, and maybe take this team by the by the balls and 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 get this series over with? Well, I think it, for, for the Bulls, you know, there's there's three obviously three main guys. I mean, there's Gasol who's pretty consistent with the double double every night. Um, Jimmy Butler's been pretty consistent too, and I, I think your guy's Rose, like you said. You know, if he goes six for twenty from the field and you know zero for seven from three or whatever he was. Um, <laughs> And he gives up 25 in the opposing point guard. Not only are you not going to you know win many games, you're, you're I mean you're going to be down to the wire, especially against a, a team like Milwaukee. So I think it, it doesn't all fall on Rose's shoulders, but I think he's definitely the X factor as far as you know if he's playing like Derrick Rose of 2011 and attacking and hitting jump shots and um, got a nice rhythm and flow going. I think you know that opens up things for everybody else and their team as well. Um, if he's not playing well. I mean, they're they're going to struggle because Gasol's going to give you what he's going to give you, and Butler's shown that he's been pretty consistent. He's a twenty-point score. He'll get you six, seven rebounds. Going to guard, going to hit some threes. It's just Rose is giving you thirty-five one night, and he's giving you twelve and you know six for twenty from the field the next night. So um, I think that's that's your X factor there. I, I do think the Bulls are still going to win the series. I think in a seven-game series, you know, an NBA the better team always wins, or ninety. Nine percent of the time, the better team wins, um, and I think the Bulls are the better team. So I think they'll find a way to get out of that series, whether it's in Game Six or Game Seven. But um, Milwaukee certainly isn't going to lie down. It's not going to be easy. So, but I still like the Bulls in that series. Jay Kidd, uh, what a coach, man! That that play he did on Rose that was like from some like seventh grade uh, tournament at uh, Saint Tecla. Do you think he's out coaching Tibbs? I don't know if he's out coaching Tibbs. I mean, it's, it's hard to say in a series like this. I think, you know, he's got his guys definitely, um, you know, upbeat. Um, they got confidence about him. You know, they kind of got the underdog role, not playing, playing, you know, with nothing to lose. Um, so I think in that in that regard, he's done a great job. I, I don't know if you want to say out coaching Tibbs. I mean, it's too hard to tell. He did make some nice nice calls out on the stretch of that game. One in game, uh, which what we're talking about, game. Uh, Game four, you know, calling that timeout too um, was pretty heady, um, and obviously the play call yeah, was, was good. But he's obviously showing signs of. I mean, he, he, the Milwaukee team was losing Jabari Parker, put them 
know, I know the East is the East, but it's still NBA basketball, still NBA teams, and NBA players. And, you know, getting that at six seed with that kind of turnaround. Um, and you hear about it around the league. You know, you hear about, you you read about stuff where the guys are talking about how he's just being in second year in coaching is really um, is smart and does some veteran type stuff. And you're almost not surprised because of the way he played. He was almost like a coach out on the floor. Um, but it's not an easy transition to do from from players to go into coaching, especially right into coaching like that. You know, not even having a year off or anything and become an assistant and then turn it into a head coach. He went right from playing to coaching. Um, certainly not an easy thing to do, but he's obviously been successful at it. He's got the just the right mold for it. Yeah, and the the Bulls are coming into this game uh, given four and a half um, from, from what I from last I saw anyway. Um, you haven't winning. You haven't winning this game. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they're they, they're they're woken up now, and as as sad as that is to say, you know, in the playoffs, that teams have to be woken up. Um, I think Milwaukee certainly got their attention. You know, um, and some teams play better on the road than they do at home. Like I said before, you know, at home sometimes you got that cushion. You feel like you got a seven to ten. Maybe not that much, but five to seven point cushion where it's like, all right, you know, things are going to go our way or whistles are going to go our way. Guys in the other team aren't going to shoot well. Our role players are going to play better. Just whatever it is, it's just something about playing at home where you, you feel a little bit of a cushion um, and, and you, you got to feel like, you know, you got a comfort zone. But going on the road, it's, it's kind of that us against the world mentality. And you, you zero in a little more, you focus a little more, you're more locked in, you pay attention to detail more. Um, and I think that stuff kind of transfers over onto the floor and you see results. So um, is it going to be an easy game now because I think Milwaukee's got some confidence going? They, I think Milwaukee right now is saying, hey, you know, why can't we win two more games in a row and, and beat these guys? But um, I, I like the Bulls. Um, I like Rose coming back with a good game. I like guys being locked in. I like them guarding better. Um, but I, I like the Bulls for sure. All right. We'll let you go with uh, this one. Um, Western Conference, what's your take on that? Spurs, oh Spurs, Spurs, uh, Clippers, whatever you want to divulge in, dude. Just, just go off on us. We'll, I mean, we're, we're just gonna listen. I, that, that Clippers, Spurs series, obviously, like we talked about when the playoffs started, it was gonna be the best series to watch. And boy, is it has that ever played true? Um, the Spurs, are, man, are they cerebral? Are they smart? Um, that one now, you know, Clippers go back against the wall. Got to go into San Antonio. One was gonna be very, very tough to do. Um, and then. Golden State now getting some rest. Um, Houston playing well. Houston surprised me. Uh, I know Dallas was um, shorthanded, obviously, with the distraction with the Rondo thing, too, going. Um, but I did not think Houston was 4-1 was to one over Dallas, um, no matter who Dallas had out there. I mean, Parsons is a huge blow, too. But I thought that was at least um, a 16 series. So, you know, and then your game now with, with – with, uh, you know, Portland and, and Memphis, I think obviously Memphis takes that one, but it, it's so hard to say. I mean, you want to say Golden State. You want to say Spurs and Golden State right. just because of the fact Spurs have done it the last two years. They're so smart and they're veterans. They've been there before. And Golden State is just playing at such a high level, especially offensively. They're so versatile. they got four guys that can play four different positions. Um, but I'll tell you what. They're 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 in for not. I want I don't want to say a rude awakening because not like they're not ready for it. But that second round series um, versus Memphis is going to be a whole different ball game than playing against the Pelicans, just because the level of physicality, the level of um, 
defense that, that Memphis plays, especially with their two bigs in there, uh, is going to change things. It hurts a lot, you know, to have Conley out. I don't know how long he's out for. I haven't read much on that. But um, I think the next round in the West really, really gets interesting. Really gets interesting. Thanks for coming on tonight, Sam. Uh, we really appreciate it. Sammy Manisco, go follow him on Twitter. He's, he's your guy, right, he's Dave? He's on point, man. He's our guy. He's, he's our guy, Dave, dude. Dave, t- ever since we all, when we have you on, dude, after we're done with you, Dave's, Dave just think he's like an ESPN guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The best. All right, Sam. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Have a good night, bud. Yeah, thanks, thanks right. for having me. We'll see, talk to you guys next time. All, all right, right thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Sam Maniscalco, this guy. Bringing it dude, every week. All the time, all the time. He's got the Bulls. Bulls. Golden State, San Antonio. I think he still thinks Golden State's going to come up. So, but, he, but he's got Cleveland beating the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, he's a Cleveland guy. He likes that LeBron. Love we got to get him off that. All right, fellas. So, Derby picks are out. Manny Pacquiao, Mayweather, Saturday. Dave likes Pacquiao. Pacquiao all day. I'm going Mayweather. I would sell your house, sell your car, and put it all on Pacquiao. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a good track record, dude. I, I think uh, we missed Ovi tonight. Yeah. I, you know, he couldn't. We talked to him, but he uh, had something he had to do. Yeah. So we'll get him next time. It's all for right. Sure, we had Holosek, sure. John Holosek, uh, former Buffalo Bill, Lila men's football, men's, Lila head coach, varsity football. Right on. I mean, there wouldn't be women's, right? <laughs> Someday. 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 And then we had Sam Maniscalco breaking down uh, the NBA, uh, former Bradley, former Illinois basketball player. Yeah, buddy. So it's thanks for listening, man. Keep on coming. Thanks to Joe's Pizza for having us again. Joe'sonhiggins.com. Absolutely. Scores. Welcome aboard. Go get a drink. Yeah, yeah. And and check check out the website. If you if you listen to the to the to the show via the website, scroll down to the bottom of the page. There's a link where you can see all the friends of our show, the people that we've had on, our sponsors. You can go right to their website from there. Uh, while you're listening, just click over to that. It'll take you. It'll open a new page. It's not going to mess up your feed. Uh, check it out. Support these guys because they they do they do a lot for us. Uh, just by being keep honest. listening, tell everybody, Absolutely. friends, family members. Yeah, it's a great listen. We're two kids talking sports from the northwest side of Chicago. That's right. Nothing get anything better than this. And order a pizza. Yeah, order a pizza. <laughs> Richie Walt. Every week I'm gonna say that to you, buddy, my guy. <laughs> for Dave, I'm me. What's up? Peace. Yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 oh,